Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode God Knows What of season four. Today, I'm joined by one of our regular guests, Rohat. Hi, Rohat. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So we're going to get straight into it. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about football. And in particular, we're going to talk about the Premier League team of the season, manager of the season. Uh, we're going to talk about transfer targets, and then we're going to finish it off with a Champions League prediction. Uh, we will also record after the Champions League final uh, match and give you our fresh reactions to it. But without much further ado, let's get straight into it. Rohat, my first question to you is, who is the young player of the season for you? Okay, okay. So, um, for me, young player of the season, one name that pops up immediately but he did finish the uh, the end of the season not as great. But then you got to look at it and you got to say, well, the team also didn't finish as great yet. And I feel like he done a bit of a carry job throughout the season. And I'm going to go for a Saka. How about you? What are you saying? Yeah, I think for me as well, it, it has to be Saka. Uh, I think, who won it in the end? Um, uh, uh, Phil Foden. Which Phil is Foden. I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, Phil Foden is definitely the better football player regardless but the better season Saka mm, I, yeah, I, you you I, I might argue yeah. with you on that one I feel like Saka is incredibly versatile mm. and he plays for a much 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 worse team in Arsenal yeah. so but, he can only yeah. be as good as the team around him and when you consider yeah. who Phil Foden plays with and the manager yeah. that he has and so on I feel like, yes, you might say, oh, it's clear that he's the better player, but I don't think so, man. I, I really I think, don't. I think, I think I, they're very close to one another. Even if Phil Foden's better, he's not much better than Saka. Really? Now, yeah, I think so. Should I tell you what the way I see it is, yeah, Phil Foden, like, my, like for me, it goes Mbappe, Phil Foden. That's how I see it. I think Phil Foden is Mbappe so Mbappe talented. and then Phil Foden. Yeah, I think Mbappe, I mean, I think Phil Foden is so talented. He's like, they literally see, have like a general, he's a general, in my opinion, he's a generational player. Generational player. If he carries on the way he carries on, and if Man City uh, uh, keep Pep or bring in a man- another manager who can do uh, win the trophies that Pep- Pep has won, he will definitely be the most decorated English player ever. 100%. But do you think that'll be because of his individual talent or because of the mm. team that's around him and where he's found himself? Well, obviously, you need a good team around you. I think, like, you look at Ronaldo, you look at Messi, they had greats around them. You have to you have to have a good... It's not a single... It's, it's a team game. It's not a single sport, do you get me? So, obviously, the team around you is very important. But I think in terms of... Like, take team away from uh, away from them, take manager, take everything away from them. When they pick up the ball, what they do as an individual, I think Phil Foden is levels above Saka. Levels. He's not had the greatest season, Phil Foden, in terms of goals and assists and whatnot. But I just think he he's he's so clear. He's so clear. And you okay, know when fine. you talk about versatility yeah. as well, mm. you got um. I mean, this guy can play. He's played false nine. He's played on the wing. He's played in the middle. So he also has that uh, versatility that you mentioned. Saka has. Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough if that's how you feel. But I'm going to list you a few other young players that were kind of brought forward uh, this year. Um, yeah, in the running and you just tell me what you think about them overall I got another so, guy yeah, I got another guy who's the other if guy I to, if I have to give an um, alternative to Saka Elise from Crystal Palace absolute mm. fucking banger and um, little insight into that 
I done a medical for um, an individual, and he got released from Tottenham uh, because of his high or whatever he mentioned to me. And then we were just talking, and then he's like, "I played against one guy." He said, and he's like, "The moment like I saw that guy, we like, yeah, like he's it. He's he's gonna be a banger." And I was thinking, because he said Reading, and I know Elise played for Reading, and I'm thinking, is it Elise? I'm thinking it, it must be Elise. And then I'm like, who is it? And then he's like. This guy called Elise, and I, and I was like, yeah, he's so clear. He's amazing. He's amazing. He, he, he's um he's an interesting one, and the kind of Crystal Palace recruitment has been quite interesting because they tend to go to more championship players, find yeah. the young talents there, and then bring them into the first team, and they seem to like adapt very quickly, which yeah, is why that, uh, I don't understand why another club like an Arsenal, for example, who are chasing a higher up position but don't necessarily have the funds. I don't know why yeah. they don't do that. Uh, it's still scouting, isn't it? It's still scouting, and at least they picked France as well, if I'm not mistaken. If oh, he okay. picked, if he picked England, he'll get into England or France. It'll be harder for him to get into France, I think, because France uh, talent pool is like flipping ridiculous. Do but you think England, the... France is a talent? Oh, will he make it into the France national team or not? No, I think actually it's harder to break into the England team because England loves a, a crap player that just plays oh, yeah, every no, game yeah, and yeah, runs yeah. till it hurts. Like the fact that you know Eric Dyer and Jordan Henderson still get call-ups, yeah. do you know what I mean? It makes me think that maybe actually it's, it's easier to get into did, the French. Did, did did Dyer make it in it this year? He didn't. I don't think did he. Surely no, not. I don't think he's. I don't think they've released who's going to be called. No, they up, did. But they he's did. Playing. They did. Did they? Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Okay. Tamori's in it. Tamori's in it. I know for sure. I oh, can't good. remember if that yeah. is in it. I can't remember if okay. that is in it, but yeah, that, that guy, yeah. I don't know. Like an ass. Anyway, yeah, let me shit. let me tell you the other players that are kind yeah, of um, in the running. So Dejan Kulusevsky, uh, Conor Gallagher, yeah. uh, and Ryan Sessignon were mm. other players that were kind of touted to potentially be player yeah. of the year um, before obviously okay. all got announced. Yeah, yeah. So what, would... what do you think about their seasons? Yeah, so I would say uh, Kulusevsky, I got his first ever sticker that came out. And mm. I told you about Kulusevsky a long time ago, and I was happy when he went to Juve. But Juve didn't really work out, but he's come to um, to Spurs, and I mean, he's done flipping amazing. Because he came halfway through the season, he, didn't, he hasn't even um, had a full season here at, um, at Spurs. And already, uh, I'm just looking here, because I know he's got, yeah, eight assists, um, and then with goals. I don't think he's got a lot of goals, but um, and I remember him scoring. I remember him scoring against City, um, and I think he's he got a goal against Norwich at the end of the season. So I think he's got like eight goals and five um, five assists. Um, no, sorry, eight assists and five goals, which is flipping fantastic when you consider when he came throughout the season. I think he's a great player. I f- I thought maybe in the Prem he wouldn't pop like that because he hasn't got pace and power. Mm. He's got a bit of power, but not a lot of pace. But I mean, he's done brilliant. Conor Gallagher, he's done amazing as well. Like he's basically like all over the field. It's like the guy Chelsea Loney. Yeah, to come. Yeah, it's like he's got three, four lungs. He's been all over the place. You get me? He's been amazing for them as well for Crystal Palace. Uh, Sessignon's been all right. I think out of the three, uh, Sessignon will be the last one that I would um, mm. uh, go for. Um, do do I you think, think Kulusevski's performance is a purple patch though? Nah, because I think before Juve, he was at Parma, I think, and he was good there. So you, so you just yeah. think he was underutilized in, in Italy? You, I mean, Juve themselves were shit, man. Come on, past couple of years, you've been awful, man. Mm. You've been awful. I mean, look, Dybala, if if Dybala left Juve when you uh, were, when they were having the like kind of downfall, 
I think we would have been speaking about Dybala as like he's a he's a great player, and, but who really speaks about Dybala anymore? The guy's nearly 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Juve's just been awful, man. He he might have a move to the Premier League soon as well. They're saying that um Arsenal, Man United, and uh one other I, think club, I can't remember. Ooh, I think he's past his I think he's past him past his You don't time, think he's obviously. gonna he'll do well. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think he's past his time. I think uh he should stay in Italy and go to one of the teams that oh, are well. AC. That's yeah. Well. Mm. Or maybe, uh, I mean, our Spain even. Nah, he just seems like a Barcelona transfer that ain't going to work out in a way as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Dybala doesn't excite me no more. Okay, well, moving on then. This is the big one. Who was your player of the season? Uh, So I, I want to give like, so I want to give two. Okay. And I might give two for each one, but I, I'm going to say, play. I feel like you shouldn't look at stats uh, only. But and then I feel like you can't ignore stats also, so I'm gonna give my player of the season. And considering the team he's around uh, has, a, has he had around him and what he's provided for that team, I'm gonna give it to Son. That's uh, a good gold, golden boot winner. No, no penalties taken. If he had pen, if if if, if uh, he's um took some penalties, uh, Son uh, Salah wouldn't have got it. So Salah should pray every single night and day that my man didn't take penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he was playing in a, a, a Nuno team before Conte came. Yeah, yeah. So he had he already had like no head start or nothing. He, he had obstacles all around him, uh, and he got uh, Spurs the the top four. Yeah, I think as much as I I hate to admit it because you know I'm an Arsenal fan, you can't objectively look at the season and say that Son wasn't the best player. He's because kind of underrated. He's I very think. underrated. I don't understand why no big clubs are coming for like you know a Real Madrid or in ter- nothing has never made an offer. Yeah, in, I mean the mad thing is when you think about it in terms of because football is now a very commercial game. He has the Asian market on headlock. So oh, he's he's like does, a god in South Korea. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to it doesn't make sense to me why nobody has gone for him because number one, a couple coupled up with his amazing abilities. It just doesn't make sense that how he's still at Tottenham. I don't know. It's beyond me. And I think he's somebody who is um, very determined and goal-driven and he has uh, he wants to win stuff. So I'm thinking why he hasn't himself pushed for a transfer. I, I don't know, innit? But for me, he's my player of the season, like I said. 22 goals, I think it was in the end, or 23, something like that. Um, mm. uh, top four for Spurs. Uh, two managers, uh, two different systems. Yeah, that I think I think in the past he's been accused of being a purple patch player, where he would have a good run of form for a couple of weeks yeah. and then just ghost. But I think this season he's shown that he's con- he can consistently. That's be- yeah, that's because people look at stats, man. He's always been a good player. Yeah, I think from his transfer from I believe he was at Hamburg before, from Hamburg yeah. to, to Leverkusen. Was he at Leverkusen? Yeah, he was, yeah. and then to Tottenham. He's yeah, always you, been good. Like he's yeah. always been a top quality player. And you gotta understand when he came to when he first came to Tottenham, uh, he basically came in at, at around the same time as when Harry Kane was kind of kind of developing as well and getting good as well. They kind of built Tottenham top to what it is now. I'm sure mm. if he came as that same twenty whatever year old from Hamburg now into the current Tottenham team, it, people would be speaking of him more highly because you're, yeah. you're playing for a struggling team, you know. So of course you're. Uh, result of your performance is going to be affected by the team you're with. You understand? So yeah, his his rise has mirrored the rise of Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. Do you get me? Yeah. So, but if I had to give another one, uh, another player of the season, I'll say Jared Bowen. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, he's been for, for I mean, yeah, run in. Um, I mean, because I, I know it's Premier League, but if you took take his whole season, 
they're running the Europa League. You know, he was a mainstay in the Premier League. He's he's done madnesses for them as well. I mean, when you when you look here, uh, he's had twelve goals, um, and then he's had ten assists. Yeah, that that is you know, that's I, that's I guess really, he's the he's really the undercover good. player of the season for you. Yeah, I mean, no, I won't say undercover because he's definitely been out there. And he's caught eyes, but just, but, um, you know, he pays for West Ham and stuff. And we're more focused on top four most of the time and whatnot. Mm. Uh, he, he, he's been great. I mean, if he gets a transfer to a big club, I won't be surprised. I mean, I'm, you look at it and at first everyone was saying, oh yeah, like the Jota transfer to Liverpool has been good because he's, you know, getting the goals in and stuff. But Jota's become Bruno number two, go to hell ball. Um, yeah, yeah, he's been horrible. And if you look at it, and, and now if you say, Instead of Jota, if they got Jared Bowen, would they have been a better transfer in hindsight? I mean, who mm. says no? I think it would be a much better transfer in hindsight because he's definitely better than Jota and he's got the numbers. So, And yeah, I think definitely. at one point there was some sort of... It was either like Twitter just talking about it or maybe there was some sort of links. I'm not too sure, but yeah. My, 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 it would have been Jared Bowen and so on, yeah. but I would give it to Jared, so Jared Bowen to Liverpool would be an interesting one to watch. Yeah. So um, speaking of ones to watch, I'll give you my one first. So mm-hmm. I think next season, the player to watch, who I think is going to have a great season, especially because apparently he's going to get a transfer to Man City. Is I was Cucurella. about to say that as well. Yeah, I think oh, Cucurella. Oh, no, I was going to say someone else. Oh, who are you going to say? Uh, Alvarez, the striker. Oh, from River Plate. From fucking hell, man. I think what he just a... scored six goals. He bagged six. And if you see the, uh, the, the type of goals he scored, mm-hmm. they're not like, they're good. The range of finishing is there. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a hitter for seventeen million. I'll be honest. I knew nothing of this guy until uh, like the links happened with United, and mm-hmm. then somehow City City just fucking just went and got him. Like it was so quick, you know. I thought he's a hitter. He's a hitter. But yeah, we can talk about Kukurea. Yeah, Kukurea. I mean, um, this year Brighton's player of the season, um, and players play um play of the play play of the season and players play of the season. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, great left back, great left back. He's been and he's played under Potter, and Potter, uh, you could say, plays tries to play a similar way, possession possession based, high pressing type of thing. Guardiola. So I think it will be a quick um, the translation to Brighton to City will, wouldn't be too too difficult. Um, yeah. For thirty million, Premier League to Premier League, already knows the league. Twenty three year old Spanish. Mm. I think that's a fantastic transfer. I mean. City, when you're talking about their weak points, left back is definitely one of their weak points. Um, Do you know what? We're going to get into what transfers they need in a moment. So I'm going to stop okay. you there. All right, so we're no going to do all of the whole transfer talk in a moment. But so we, we've said that Cucurella and uh, who was the other guys? What was his name? Alvarez. Alvarez. Oh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Okay. Yeah. So Cucurella and Alvarez are the two players that two we're City boys. Yeah, uh, two yeah. City boys I'm next not, season that were probably going to. I'm trying really to think well. who else. Um, Arsenal haven't been. Has who's Arsenal been linked to? Anyone that Arsenal been linked to? I will talk about those in a minute. But is, is uh, there a player that's already in the prem that in the you prem. think maybe next oh, season Luis might Diaz, be really Luis well? Diaz. Luis Diaz. I think Luis Diaz is fucking yeah. hell, man! What a player! Yeah, they they, they got a gem player. in that one. Serious player, man. Serious, serious player. He's a serious player. Who else? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't really think right now. I'm, I'm actually thinking that next season, 
both Olise and Eze, who was injured this season. Oh, Eze is a f- yeah. Eze is yeah, so I think I think next season, watch Eze as well. I think Eze is going to be yeah, a, a he, great one next he, season. He, even when he did come from, I think it was Reading. When he did mm. come and when he did play, he was pop. He was so good. He yeah, was and so I think good. um also Liverpool brought a player from Fulham. Oh, Fabio Car- Carvalho or something like that? Yeah, he, I think he's going to be a good player as well. I, yeah. I don't know I mean, if, he'll, if he'll immediately yeah. hit the first 11, but yeah. um, I think he's going to have a good season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah, I mean, Liverpool squad depth now, I think, yeah, good. But yeah, go on, let's move on. Let's move on. So who's your Premier League manager of the season? And I want to mm. preface this by saying we're going to have a Premier League manager of the season and we're going to have the... European manager of the season, so anyone yeah. including Europe, including the Prem. Yeah. So who's your Prem specifically? Prem manager. Of Prem. Again, I'm gonna. Get, I think. I think with awards like this, you have to give two. Mm-hmm. You have to give two. So I'm gonna say, uh, uh, Premier League manager of the season for me. You have to give it to Guardiola, I think. And the reason is because he won the Premier League in it. That's yeah. it. I mean, if you said like. If someone, because someone might turn on and say, okay, then let's give the blessed Bundesliga, yeah, Bayern one, and let's give it. Nah, you can't do that because that league is fucking whatever in it, yeah, Bayern win it every year. But Premier League is the hardest domestic trophy to win. I think the Premier League, the level of the Premier League just it rises every year, every year, every year, every year. And to consistently win it is ridiculous. Like they could have won it five times in a row if Liverpool didn't get it that one time. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. So let's not talk about hypotheticals. I'll give it to Guardiola and another favorite of mine. And I like I think favorite of both of us to be fair, uh, Graham Potter. I'll yeah, I was uh, I was definitely going to mention Graham yeah. Potter. Actually, there's a lot of managers that have done well. I mean, David Moyes, you can say Graham Potter, you can say um, who else? Crystal um, Patrick Vieira has been amazing. There's a lot, but it, like I said, if I'm going to have to give the award to someone, I think he'll, I'm going to give it to Guardiola for winning the title. Yeah, I think I, you know, I love to hate on Guardiola just because I just like doing that. But um, I think because he won the Premier League, you can't give it to someone who who hasn't won the Premier League. Because as you said, the Premier League is a very difficult league. It's not like the Bundesliga or the French league where you it's a foregone conclusion on who's going to win. Now, yes, it is now down to two two teams at the moment. Um, yeah, but. The quality of the league and the other managers in the league kind of show that you have to be on top of your game consistently to be able to win consistently. the Consistently. Yeah, the consistency is the key. Yeah. And I think, them, what was it, Liverpool? If they had beaten Tottenham, which again you would yeah. say, Oh, yeah, they can beat Tottenham, they would have they would have won the league. They were, you yeah. know, it's that it's that simple. One game can flip it on its head. So that level yeah. of consistency is why I'd have to give it to Guardiola. Yeah. And also, um, oh, please, God, I hope I don't get his name wrong. I think it's Thomas Frank for Brentford. Yeah. Again, the budget they have, oh, he's done a fantastic job again. And it's so, the, 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 the talent of managers, the, the talent of the managers in the Premier League is actually like stupid. It's mm. ridiculous. You've got Guardiola, you've got Jurgen Klopp, you've got Tuchel, uh, you've got Conte. Like Conte came from Italy winning the Prem, uh, winning the, sorry, the Serie A. And now he's coming to a Spurs who are like a fourth t- from a top four uh, team. You know, this yeah. man has won the Premier League as well. Like, the talent is so big, like, for example, Liverpool won't get rid of their Jurgen Klopp to bring Conte in because he's good enough still. So what you've got left is like managers, like teams that are needed managers, and that's like Spurs. But it's yeah. such a, you know, and then you've got like Thomas Frank, you've got... Um, I mean, Jesse Eric March. Ten Hag. 
is coming. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll get to that. Jesse Marsh, he was at like RB, he was a Champions League team. Yeah. But now he's coming to fight in relegation. Like the, the talent, talent managers, too much. It's too much. It's ridiculous. I don't, there's, there's maybe one or two managers you'll look at in the Premier and say, oh, they're not that great. That's it. Mm. Other than that, you're like, these are really good managers, you know? Yeah, um, and yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, and like you mentioned, now we're getting Ten Hag again, a man that's reached the semi-final uh, with Ajax, a man that's um, and I, I know Ajax is a very popular team, but when he came to Ajax, Ajax wasn't doing that great, and now mm. he's just dominated it. Like my like I have a lot of faith, and I've got a lot of stock in Ten Hag. I think he's gonna try, like United. I, I, with- I don't know much about Ten Hag, but what I do know is it's difficult to implicate a new mindset in a football club and bring a yeah. new culture to a football club. And yeah. a lot of football club nowadays, they have no identity. And Man yeah. City, for example, didn't have an identity. They were the money club. They would buy a bunch of talented players, but you couldn't really point out what City were. Their ethos is, style yeah. of football. But that's why they brought in Pep Guardiola because they wanted him to bring his ethos, as you said, into the yeah. club and actually make it a part of the club. And that's what Man United are now trying to do with Eric Ten Hag because everyone yeah. they brought after Fergie hasn't really implicated a style of play and a, yeah. a, a mindset in the club. So hopefully he's successful, but we don't know. We don't know. Man nah. United have been very iffy in the past few years. Listen, um, not only has he bought his E for Squadiola, but he's given birth to like Arsenal's manager. Many might not know, but he, he um, Ten Hag worked uh, under um, Guardiola in the second Bayern team. And by the way, Ten Hag is older than Pep Guardiola by one year, so that's a weird one. I always thought, yeah. yeah, I always thought that Pep Guardiola was way older than Ten Hag. But yeah, no. no, Guardiola's yeah, no, Guardiola's Guardiola is a different breed in it to these manner. But um, Ten Hag, I got a lot of faith. I think, I think next season. Uh, United should be in the Champions League as in like the um, coming season they're not only obviously but uh, Ten Hag's first season there they'll get back into top four I believe um, okay. with, their, with, my, with, my, with my United's money and everything and their power and his managerial style I think they'll get top four for sure and then I think according to when Guardiola and Klopp leaves once them guys have left I think then Ten Hag will I think Ten Hag's got a prem in him I'm saying it, man. I think he's got a Premier League. So are you going to bet your house on there being a Premier League title for Man United on the Ten Hag in the next five years? I'm going to give you five years. Depending on if Klopp and... If Klopp and Pep stay, I don't think so. Them man are different. But you did hear him say in a press conference, everything comes to an end with regards to Pep and Klopp. So he's talking that talk. You know what? Put it this way. It won't become... It won't be a two-race horse no more. It'll definitely be a three-race horse if them man still stay around. I think, mm. I think, yeah, we've, yeah, you have to give him time for sure. Okay. For sure. Well, I was going to say Premier League ones to watch, but I would assume that you're putting Ten Hag as one of your candidates. Yeah, and I, yeah, I would yeah. say Graham Potter, and which I think you would too. But yeah, is there yeah, another yeah. manager in there that you want to specifically say, watch out for their team next season? Uh, I think Conte, I think Spurs. Uh, just recently, news came out, and it was, this was official because Tottenham tweeted it from themselves. They've uh, put forward excess of 150 million. So they're gonna content. they're gonna use that yeah. money on. Content, and you got yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got to consider if Kane stays, which there's been links with Liverpool. I don't know that. I mean, that's ridiculous if he goes to Liverpool. Uh, but if he does stay, and obviously Son's gonna stay, they've got they got a good spine. You know, Kane, Son, Romero, um, and a few more additions here and there. 
why not, man? I think, yeah, man, Conte will definitely be pushing for something. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't disagree with that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's move on now to the worst manager of the season. So mm. who are you giving your worst to? I just don't like this guy and I hate that he kept Everton up. But it's, I, I, I want to say worst Lampard yeah. because I just don't like him. But and then I think that's a bit unfairish. I don't know. What's your opinion? What are you saying? You know what? I wasn't even thinking about Frank Lampard. But um, no, I was thinking about maybe the Norwich manager because I was thinking, you know, they got no points. Really I don't know who even managed them at this point. The they thing, were horrible this season. The thing manages them, man. It was Daniel Fark at first and then obviously he got sacked uh, and then they gave it to um, the Aston Villa manager. I've got his name. What's his name, man? The Aston Villa guy. Oh, yeah. No, no, I've forgotten his name as well. But I mean, actually, you know what? You... Um, uh, you make a good point. Frank Lampard Dean Smith. is god-awful, man. Frank Lampard is a god-awful manager. And I just feel like, much like his footballing career, he's always had a guy bring him in. And again, he's mm. just been brought in. Like, I think for the Chelsea job, it was, um, you know, yeah. his uncle called up to say, oh, give him the job. So he got the job at Chelsea on that, like on nepotism, basically. So I, yeah. I really dislike Lampard there's, there's, as a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few managers. Let me... Uh, this is what I mean by uh, it's hard to rank oh, who's first but I'll tell you a couple of managers who have been awful so let's not forget to Shaliban uh, Thomas Tuchel for the ones that don't know he yeah. is a terrorist yeah mm. and I said this they won the Champions League and this is why knockout competition should you should never judge because Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea what happened to him so judging yeah. a guy off of a co- knockout competition is never the one yeah so he is he I said this back in December I said when the wheels fall off Watch and the wheels, fucking my god, did they fall off? He was free. Spurs are three points away from him, and Arsenal are five points away from him. This is a man who has won a Champions League and supposedly is like the understudy of uh, Klopp. That guy is not a good manager. I don't think Tuchel's a great manager. He's a good manager, not a great manager. And then who else is being bad? Let's see. Would um, you say that Arteta has a shout for the worst manager of the season? You know what. I've been flip-flop of Arteta, but towards the latter stages, I don't know why, but I believe in him. I don't know why I believe in him, though. I believe in him. You know what? I do, too. I do, too. I do believe that there's something there with Arteta. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just feel like, as a club, we have kind of moved forward in that we were finishing eighth with what was supposedly our strongest squad. He stripped away all the dead waste, brought through a bunch of young players. We play better football now, and we've gotten fifth. Now, you might say, well, you still didn't get top four. Sure, but we were so close to it with what is a very depleted squad. Now, is it his fault that we didn't get the players in? That's That's the part that's important. And worse than that, forget players in, you have a depleted squad because of him. I think he's got an ego, which is horrible. I think he's got a stupid ego. I mean, if Aubameyang stayed, I believe Arsenal get top four. I believe us, And the reason why I say that yeah. is because they were ahead of Spurs already in terms of... Uh, the, uh, the. I think Spurs were like seventh and they were in the top four at that time. So there yeah. was a bit of a gap. And the games that... You, so like, for example, the games that you drew, drew I feel like if Orba was about there would have been like maybe a three point there because like I said, you're, you're only, what is it? Um, three points away from Spurs. 
Yeah, I so, think it was we went on a run of three L's where we lost yeah, to you Southampton, um, Southampton, Brighton, and one more club, which we should yeah. have won all three. And then we lost to Newcastle as well, where if yeah. we had beaten Newcastle, we would have actually finished top four. Yeah, this is what I mean. I feel like I think I think it's Arteta's fault that Arsenal didn't get top four. But, but this the, is the thing with Arsenal, but, yeah. This is what they're good at doing. Is it Arteta's fault that we didn't get a replacement striker in January or is it because the board was so useless at bringing in players? I think it's Arteta's fault. I mean, is it Edu's fault or is it Arteta's fault? Because if uh, if Arteta believed that he was going to get a replacement for Aubameyang, he might have just said, yeah, let's get rid of him. Mm. But But halfway through the season to get get rid of someone and then try to... It's complicated, you know. Football transfers are not easy. Saying that, Sky, I've recently saw, are going to release a documentary on transfer deadline day. It's really difficult. It's really complicated. It's not as easy as, yeah, he wants to go there. We have the money. It really, really is an issue sometimes. I think it's Arteta's fault. I think he should have kept Oba. I mean, even look, Guardiola, he went to Barcelona and he had that whole riff with Samuel Eto'o. He still kept Samuel Eto'o in the first year. And then afterwards he went and look how that turned out. Champions League and the league title. If he kept Oba, Arsenal... um, I'm, I'm certain I put my life on it they would have got top four I'm certain yeah we he had didn't. chunks playing up front the whole season so yeah and ridiculous. the squad like you said depleted the, the like the whole Saliba uh, fiasco he has this is a problem with Arteta he has moments where you look at him and you're like are you fucking alright in the head bruv that's his problem if he doesn't have those moments I feel like he's done a semi I won't say a good job a semi okay job do you understand mm. Because yeah, who no. else is going to take the shit from the Arsenal board that like he probably does? I mean, they should have bought in Conte, that's for sure. But that's not a long term long term plan, you know. Yeah. And if Arsenal want to go long term, fair enough. But they, if they bought in Conte, I think, and then bought in Arteta, that would have been a good because at least it would have been a okay. Sh- next that next sale. five years, next five years, does he either challenge for the title or actually win a title? This is what I mean. See, even though this I rate is, is, Arteta, at the end of the day, you gotta think about it like yeah. that. I rate Arteta, but you, I don't think so. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what and is then, Arsenal? What is at Arsenal playing? Okay, but and then and then and then put but, but do this. Who can actually come? Who can do that though for Arsenal? What manager? The Premier Great League question. Is, Great question. The Premier League is no joke. Do you know? Shall I tell you this? Look, I don't know if you'll win a title for them. But we've been gassing him up since the start of the podcast. I genuinely feel like getting someone like Graham Potter and give him the money that Arteta's used because Arteta has outspent everyone else since he spent a lot of money. Yeah, he spent a lot of money. Give that money to a Graham Potter, and does he get you a better result? I think so. Uh, I think so as well. I think Potter's a better manager than him. I think Potter's a better manager. I mean, there you go. That that says it all, isn't it? I mean, yeah, boy. Uh, okay, let's. You know what? Let's let's move on. Yeah. So I, I've just included this because I wanted to see your, what your thoughts are. So obviously, you yeah. said that the Prem has the best managers and everything. But yeah. Who is the best manager in the whole of Europe if you include the Premier League? Is it still Guardiola for you? And mm. if not, why not? And I'm going to tell you who I think is the best. Uh, are we? How are we doing this? Though are we? Are we looking at uh, one season or are we looking at span? No. How so this it? season. This when season. you look at when you look at everything, Champions mm. League, domestic cups, oh, Premier okay. League, you know, league titles, whatever, who is the best manager? 
Okay, cool. So when I take away, when I strip away like the type of football and everything they play, and if we're looking at the domestics and what they've done and with their team, what they've won, I think for the season, you, no, you can you have... can look at it however you want. If you want to include the okay, type of football ways, that they I'll play, say, I'll say the two ways. Then I'll say two ways. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I would probably, I think three people are in my mind at the moment. Okay. Um, because I don't really watch the Italian league like that. I'm not saying I watch the Spanish league, but you know, you're aware of what these people do. So I would say it will be between Guardiola, Klopp, and Angelotti. And do you want a reasoning for all three, or I, let me before you give you a reasoning, let me tell mm. you who my pick is. My pick mm. is Klopp. Klopp, okay. Because I, he, his team has played every single possible game. Yeah. That they could have played before the calendar year started, yeah. and you know to push that City team till the last week to win yeah. a Carling Cup and FA Cup and get to a Champions League final. If you're talking yeah. on in terms of who's the best manager. Yeah, you have to put him as first, in my yeah. opinion. But what I would give me your reason. Yeah, yeah. So I will just give a little, a small counter argument to the Klopp one. Not that I'm saying I'm disagreeing. I'm just being devil's advocate here. That Champions League run was fucking fugazi, and it's not his fault because you can only beat what's in front of you. But his team wasn't challenged like that, you know, when it came to uh, playing the Villarreal, the Inter, and who else was it? Villarreal, Inter. And Benfica, it was, yeah. So, um, that's my opinion on that. Um, I would definitely like if you said Klopp best manager, I won't argue, I won't argue with you for sure. I won't argue with you for sure. But there is another mad fact which blew my mind away Klopp, uh, Liverpool, Man United, sorry, was in first position longer than Liverpool were. Liverpool had 11 days being first. United had 14 days. That's a madness to me. Uh, but, um, yeah, so Klopp definitely, uh, I would say, is a fair one. Um, and then why I'm saying Angelotti, again, you know, Real Madrid team, flipping out, they have squeezed everything out of that team, man, especially that midfield of Tony Cruz, uh, Modric and Casemiro. They've won the league title. Um, but then I think, I'm not saying it's a Fugazi league title they've won, but Barcelona was definitely not at their best. Atletico Madrid definitely not at their best. A week yeah. in the Liga competition. But, and then he did go into the Champions League final. Uh, he beat, and to get there, he had to beat a PSG. He had to beat a Man City. Who else did they beat? I, can't, I always forget the round of 16 people. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea. He Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. yeah, they, yeah that's so, another good club right there. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think? I do mean, you think it was mostly due to Benzema though? Like, is his is his? Um, oh, you're saying success, like the Ronaldo thing? Yeah, is it kind of like a Zidane with Ronaldo, where it was like cross to Ronaldo and Inshallah kind of football? Where I mean, yeah, definitely because he's had a. Do you get me? Benzema's had a mad, mad season, especially in the Champions League. Uh, he definitely does take some of the uh, weight off of Angelotti. Um, so you're saying kind of is like a player type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's Angelotti. Angelotti is bear in mind he's got he's still got a Ballon d'Or winner in Modric in midfield. Like, yes, they're old, yes, their legs aren't what they used to be, but we've seen this in Modric, you know, the outside of the ball, outside of the football against the Chelsea match. And and you gotta remember, yeah, the La Liga, like they're not pushing, they're playing at like 80%, 70%. In the Prem, you always have to play 100 percent all the time. Exactly, exactly. All the time. That's why that's why you see a lot of young players who play more like every game in the Premier League. 
by the time yeah. they're 23, their legs are gone. Done. You're playing 100 Michael Worry. That's my worry for Saka. And we've yeah. seen it happen to Marcus Rashford. Hopefully he recovers. I don't know if he yeah. will. And Deli Ali, he's like the biggest wasted potential yeah. you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The legs then, finished. Yeah. And then obviously Guardiola, you know, semi-final. It's like a last-minute capitulation. Really and truly, you play that game again, Man City go through, in my opinion. Um, it's just one of those Champions League nights. Yeah, but if, uh, you know, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. It's one yeah. of those ones. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously Guardiola done it without uh, an established striker. I mean, I know, I know Jesus is a striker, but we saw him this year on the wing and he's But could we definitely... make the same argument that we made for Arteta in that even if you don't have a striker, it's kind of yeah. on you. For Pep, yeah, no, you, you he, can... with Pep even more so because he's got the funding yeah, and he's got the no, money no, to yeah. get a striker. Yeah, you can say that, but and then also you got to understand that uh, there was no striker. Like in the end, yeah, you can blame him for it, and he done with it. He he still won the league without without a striker. He still went to the semi final of a Champions League without a striker. And but do you think is... if do you think if he if he didn't waste so much time trying to like uh, you know coax and uh, romance Harry Kane and romance. Cristiano Ronaldo could he not have just bought in a, a different strike anyone and maybe maybe in that semi-final against Real Madrid you know when you look at the positions every, yeah. I feel like this happens where Sterling or Mahrez, I think someone I, I, misses an open posi- open goal yeah if he I'm had an actual to, striker I'm, would he not no, have done no, 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 no. I'm starting to believe in that Yaya Torre curse because when you take your mind when you genuinely when you sit down and actually watch these games first leg do you remember clearance off the line? Phil Foden, literally yeah. clearance off the line. Yeah. Second leg, do you remember Mendy off the line when Jack Greenish? Whenever Pep goes crashing out of the UCL, it's always like dramatic. Margins, margins, margins. Yeah. Tottenham game, offside, margins. Yeah, Sterling, Sterling, and, yeah. And yeah. another thing that people forget uh, is first leg when they lost to Tottenham, it was 1-0 to Tottenham. Fucking Aguero missed the penalty. If Aguero yeah. scores that, yeah. Man City are through. Yeah, Aguero, who's got more goals than you can count, Fucking misses imagine, a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Leon, Leon, Sterling, open goal. Open goal. Literally open fucking, uh, uh, open goal. And then um, Monaco and stuff, again, it was like they lost on goal difference, I think it was. Yeah. Marginal losses for Pep Guardiola it's, every yeah, year like in the really, Champions League. Yeah, it's like really marginal, really like, God, he's unlucky type of things. But if they had a striker, would they have? I mean, no one can turn around and argue and say, "May, uh, of course they would have." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. If they had Haaland or if they did have Harry Kane, yeah, because it's quality, you know, it's it's quality. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so maybe he did shoot himself in the foot with that one, but I think them pushing for Harry Kane so hard was the right decision in the end, because I think if he if they had Harry Kane, because my God, isn't he a player? So yeah, I think I think that would have locked off the prem for the next uh, five six years. If, if yeah, they got very Harry long Kane. time. I mean, I think um, the I think City next season is peak because I think they've done a. If they get there, I mean, we're going to talk about transfers right now. We can move on to that. You know what? Let's move and on let's to transfers. We were going to start yeah. off with Liverpool, but let's start off with Man City. So we know See, they've so, got Haaland up front. That's a yeah. guaranteed transfer. Who else are they linked with? Who do you think they should go yeah, for? Yeah. And what so do you think the outcome? Obviously, is? yeah, Haaland is guaranteed, and Alvarez guaranteed. Like that second, that backup option is is. Their, their strike force this year, you're looking at, you know, like, and when I mean strike force, I'm talking like their wingers and stuff as well. It's not as strong. It, it was depleted, you know. It, now you're looking at it and you're like, fuck, you know, like, cool. They've still got their Sterlings. They've still got their Mares, Foden. Now they've added 
Alvarez and Haaland. That's bad boy. Obviously, like you mentioned, Kukurea, I think, which is a definite. Fernandinho's leaving. Gundogan, apparently, they're saying he's leaving. If he leaves or stays, I don't know. Either or, in my opinion. I think he's still got some more juice in him. Um, and they're linked to this... I forgot his name. I'm not sure of his name. They're linked to this another guy that plays for Sporting. He's, I think, 23 years old. So, a very Man City profile player. I'm sure he's a guy that... Mendes? Was his name Nuno Mendes or something like that? I can't remember. I can't no, remember his name either. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. He, there is a Sporting Lisbon sentiment. Is it Nuno Mendes, that left-back, that signed for PSG? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm just getting the name wrong. C wanted him as well. I think or Acuna or something like that. Well. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's I think I think that's a I think you look at that and you say you know what that's a 10 out of 10 window you're sorting out your left back situation with an established um, player of Premier the season League, yeah. players player of the season left back Spanish uh, uh, you're buying one of the best young uh, young um, strikers in the world in Haaland you're buying a backup for him uh, you're buying a backup who, who could turn out to be world class who could potentially be better than Haaland. Who fucking knows? You know? Yeah, you don't um, know. He's a bit of a wild card, that one. Yeah. You're getting... your Fernandinho's leaving. Potentially, Gundogan's leaving. You're covering your backup there with another young 23-year-old. Uh, okay, okay. Had, okay, yeah. hear me out, though. Hear me out. Would you get Calvin Phillips? Because he's been linked with Man City. Yes. Would you get Calvin Phillips as the replacement for, let's say, Gundogan and the guy from Portugal yeah. as so, the replacement you know, for Fernandinho? yeah, yeah. So obviously I've seen Calvin Phillips. What I like about Calvin Phillips is, uh, is one he played under Bielsa, so I think uh, he can understand the Guardiola thing quickly. He's English, which everybody likes, and um, I think he's got a tank in him. He can run. He really that guy can run. Um, the only problem I have with him coming in is because everyone thinks he's established. Um, he, his game time might be limited because he's not better than Rodri, that's for sure. But I think he's a, again a very good, uh, very good like squad depth type of player, and he can potentially, you know, if Rodri ever wants to move on, he can potentially fill Rodri's boots. So yeah. Okay, so uh, you know, let's move on to let's say Liverpool. What would you do for Liverpool next season? To improve them. Uh, yeah. uh, and so bear in mind, Mane yeah, seems to be going. Yeah, yeah. So Liverpool's one's a bit more difficult in because they've got players that might potentially not be there no longer. So um, assuming they all stay, um, they've been... I don't know how strong these links are, but the Harry Kane thing, I think, fuck, you know, that would be amazing. I think if they get Harry Kane, I'm now scared. You know, now it's getting real scary. Scary, scary hours. Um... Firmino, I think it's time for Firmino to go. I think uh, Firmino should go. Obviously, Origi's going. They've bought in the youngster, uh, Fabio Carvalho, I think is his name. They've got Luis uh, Diaz. Uh, they've got Martin, they've got Salah. They definitely need a striker. Um, Harry Kane will be a great fit. Uh, and I, th- I think really and truly, they'll, they'll just need the Harry Kane transfer. And that's it. That's assuming everyone stays. And now uh, they're saying Mane might potentially be going to either Barca or Bayern. If he does go to Bayern, there's Gnabry links. Uh, and I think Gnabry is not better than Mane, but I think he would he will be good. I don't think he's better than Luis Diaz, though. But he will be good. He'll definitely be a downgrade. If Salah goes, there, hasn't, there, haven't, been any more, there haven't been any more links, right, to, to Liverpool, other than recently Harry Kane and uh, Gnabry. 
Yeah, I think those two have been the main two uh, links yeah. that's been established. Uh, yeah. What about their midfield, though, man? Everyone so this really is about is, their yeah, strike yeah, force, yeah, but their so midfield is weak. So I think their midfield is. It's not even like it's. It's not great. It's not great at all. Um. So they're in the midfield, they've obviously got Milner, Henderson, Thiago came in this year. He started off quite bad. He's very much improved. Fabinho weirdly has been awful because he's a player that is, I think, really good as well. Um. Obviously, they got Aminamino. You know, they saying potentially might go as well. I think midfield is where they have to think. Obviously, they're trying to. They tried to push for Tushimeni. And I think Madrid is going to complete that transfer and they're not going to be able to get to Shemeni. And to Shemeni was, uh, if I'm, I haven't watched him, but from what I know is they're saying he's a box-to-box. Um, Thiago, I do, think, you think, do you think, though, that Klopp would have signed the contract to extend his managerial the you know, reign without some sort of guarantee? Uh, they'll, they'll improve on their midfield. But what I want to say is Harvey Elliott, in my opinion, yeah, uh, and forget squad depth, just like starting eleven. For me, I think this is good enough. Javier, Tiago, and then if they get, if they did get a Tushimeni, if they don't get a Tushimeni, Fabinho, Javier, and uh, Tiago. Uh, Javier is a flipping baller, man. Before they do you think? Him, do you think the legs of Tiago can withstand another whole Prem season? I mean, we, we see that he doesn't play regularly anyway yeah. as it is. And then you've yeah. got Naby Keita, who I mean, again, like he's good. He's a very good player, but he just seems to be. He's almost he a purple patch player yeah, as well. It didn't work. Didn't and yeah, Fabinho yeah, again. To- he's getting old. I mean, yeah, they, can you they need do to, another season? Yeah, they 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 need reinforcement in the middle for sure. I think up front, they if they get in a striker, that's pretty much all they need. And defense as well. I think their defense is they need a right back. I would say which they are looking. They I think they did get some guy from Aberdeen, a Scottish okay. guy. I think I'm not, I'm not mm. too sure of his name, but I think goalkeeper they're set. I like Allison. I like Keller Kellerhand that they have. Yeah. Defence, they've obviously got their main stand and they've got Matip as backup and they've got Joe Gomez still there, which is, I think, great. Because Joe Gomez, don't forget, Joe Gomez was starting in 11 at one point after his injury. Yeah, I mean, he, he got an England call-up as well, so he's yeah. not a bad player at all. Left-back, they're flipping set. That that Tassimiskis, the Greek guy, he's legit. Simikas, he's legit. Just right-back, they have, they when Trent isn't playing, they put Joe Gomez there, which is an idol. So I think a right-back transfer, reinforcement starting 11 reinforcement in the midfield and then a striker and then if Mane goes obviously the Gnabry switch and then if Salah goes I'm not too sure but then another winger so you're looking at three to four transfers one of them which I think it is complete the right back from Aberdeen so yeah Liverpool ain't got a lot of work to do but and then they in a way they do as well because they got to do contract extensions on certain players yeah. So Liverpool, are okay. I think Liverpool are okay. You were saying that you don't believe Liverpool are gonna do as well as they did. I actually think that Liverpool hit their apex now. And then who comes in? Who covers this who point them? onwards? I think it's it's just gonna get worse and worse for them. If it does get worse and worse for them, I think you're talking Spurs to be second there, in my opinion. You know, look, I I actually years ago when Conte first came to the Premier League, I immediately said this guy's gonna win them a, a the Prem uh, with Chelsea, uh, and he did. Because mm. he's just that kind of manager. Like, he might not have longevity on his side, but he has impact. Mm. And when you give him players that, you know, that, like Kane, like Son, you know, he's got a, a decent uh, back line uh, with your Romero and uh, and so on. You've got uh, Hugo Lloris in goal. It's just their midfield that's kind of struggling. But I just mm. feel like if Conte can fix that midfield with the transfers that he's potentially going to make, I'm assuming they're all going to be 34, 35-year-old men from Italy. But if he can mm. get one good season out of them, 
Boy, yeah. I mean, why I think not? Spurs, why, why, Spurs, might, why not? Spurs got a lot of work to do, man. They got a lot of work to do. But do you okay, know what look. it is? It's kind of like um, Benzema for Ancelotti. Mm. When you've got that guy in Harry Kane and then you've got another, that guy in Son, yeah. two in one team. I mean, you've seen whenever they play C, whenever yeah. they play C, Harry Kane and Human Son, you know they're going to get day. It's a long day. Pep can't handle that. And now you've got a manager who knows how to play the most haram football you've ever seen in your life and just stop himself from conceding. I don't see why not. I think I think next yeah. season, Liverpool are going to be on a downward slide think, and Tottenham yeah. are going to be on their way up. I think definitely midfield, centre-backs, I think they need to bring in centre-backs, midfield. They need to reinforce their wings. I think they need like another wing, a better winger. Um even even I think left left wing back, right wing back needs to be, there's a lot that that Conte needs to improve on that team. That team is not that great. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, but like you said, they got they got a decent transfer budget next season. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. see what they do with it. I mean, we're we're not really Tottenham fans like that, so I don't necessarily have individual players that I've picked out for them. Um, but maybe we can talk a little bit about Man United and then Arsenal to just cap it off. Yeah. So um, Man United, Eric Ten Hag, what do you think he does? Legend. Um, what do you think he does? I mean, I'm hearing horrible reports. I'll start off, I'll tell you that. So we know how Ten Hag plays, and I'm hearing De Gea still number one. Get that guy. He can't De Gea is a great goalkeeper. De Gea mm. can is not a great footballer. And yeah. saying that, I want to say this as well. Edison is a great football player. Edison is not a great goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the situation at United. But you know what? I think that the goalkeeper position has changed so much. And Pep is one of the reasons why it's changed. Where nowadays it's not enough to be a good shot stopper. You have to also have great ball distribution. You need to have both facets of that player. Like you said, Edison's a great ball distributor, not a good shot stopper. And the opposite is the case for De Gea. Where you look at his stats and you say, oh, well, he's made X number of saves. That's brilliant. But if he keeps passing the ball out from the back horrifically, leading to position uh, positions where the opposition has a chance to score, yeah. is he really a good goalkeeper? I don't yeah, think nah. so. No, no, he's not. You've got to have a bit of... The thing with Edison is, yeah, this is what it is. Like, if you put De Gea... Uh, sorry, the, thing with, the reason why Edison is not... No one looks at Edison too much, the light's not on him, is because City are so well drilled, they hardly concede any goals because they have the ball, 75% possession, you know, so that's already reduced the amount of shots you're going to concede. Yeah, the defence is great and they hardly score. Edison's still got... Edison's the golden glove this year of Alisson. But Alisson's way above him so much. If you put Edison into a different team, he's yeah. finished. Yeah, he if, might be if, to- if he was in a team that had a shaky... If he was the Arsenal goalkeeper, I don't know. I don't know if he would yeah. even get Ramsdale numbers, man, because he yeah. can't stop shots. It's ridiculous. Like, it's very easy to beat Alisson. Like you said, I mean, sorry, Edison. Yeah, I mean, because if you um, if you think about how many chances a team can even create against City, City, we're talking like one or two per game, and in those games where they create the one or two chances by a fluke, he somehow manages to concede. Yeah, like I mean, he he obviously saves some, but whenever I think of a big moment at Edison, my God, like that first goal against West Ham, he Jared Brown walked by him. Why yeah. are you so? F- he definitely has CT as well. That Mane head, he head collision. There, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of stats coming. There was a stat coming out. There, a guy done a whole thing about Edison and about how quickly he comes off his line, which is detrimental in the situations he does come out of his line when he's like a one on one thing. 
He just fucks Allison him. does that really well. Allison knows when to come out, especially on one on ones. If there's yeah. a goalkeeper on earth that you want to have on your side in a one on one, yeah, I think it's Allison. Listen, yeah, he like, comes Allison, off the line, but yeah, he does yeah. it right. Allison's definitely the best ball distributor. Like, fuck, he's amazing. He's he's levels above Allison when it comes to that. But the thing is, Allison also has that in his locker, just not as good. But I'll rather have Allison yeah. where he's a good goalkeeper and as as like good level of distribution, let's say, because it is still good. Good level of distribution with better goalkeeping. He did have a bit of a shaky... There was times where I was looking at Alisson and I was like, oh, wait, you're, you're a bit of CCT as well. But no, nah, he's he's now has got... like He's locked it in properly, man. No, nah, he's good. Okay, I like how we just started talking about goalkeepers, um, but talking about uh, Manchester United again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So another report that's come out, which I think is quite worrying, is that Eric Ten Hag has said that he can get the best out of players like McTominay, Elanga, Marcus Rashford, and so very, on. Very, very scary. Marcus very Rashford, scary. yes, I agree. Elanga, yeah. maybe, yes. McTominay. McTominay. I swear man. McTominay is like 26, 27 at this what point. What an awful player. What an awful, awful, horrific. That guy is everything anti football. He's He is horrible. He's a horrible player. If you watch, he doesn't want the ball. He will literally go into positions where he can't receive the ball, and now you're fucked. He's yeah, I mean, next player. season, McTominay is going to be 26. I don't know why in he my keeps opinion, giving this yeah, young yeah, yeah. player treatment. Yeah, yeah, in my opinion, it's scary to hear those stuff. But when you think of it, every new manager that comes in, they say stuff like, yeah, I think I can get the best. I think it's like all like a uh, uh, smokescreen bullshit. Them men are out, boy. I'm telling you, man. One that scares me that I think wouldn't be out is Bruno. They, they, they've tied Eric Ten Hag's hands behind his back with that because they've just Awful. given him a new contract. It's a this terrible is the move from Man United. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why would you give? You're bringing a new manager and then you're extending the likes of Bruno. Have you even asked my man? Did you want Bruno? And the funny thing is Bruno still had, I think, three years or two years. So he still had time. Do you understand? He's a god-awful player, man. He's a hor- horrific hero ball, go-to-hell ball. Jahannam ball, that guy is nothing. He's anti-football as well, man. I hate him, man. If you watch Bruno Fernandes, you, the stats, this is what I mean, yeah, with the stats thing, yeah. Stats definitely play a role and they'll, you should definitely look at stats. But my God, man, can 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 Bruno twist, twist you with just the stats? Awful, awful okay, player. Okay, okay, hear me out then. He's been linked with bringing in Anthony on the wing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, and I, 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 he, they've been linked with players here and there, but nothing really substantial. De Jong yeah. is one that they've been linked with very strongly. Yeah. What, so, what transfers um, do you think they should make? So I think, I think Ronaldo should stay. Jamie Carragher has been on an absolute tirade against Ronaldo this season, where he's saying there's no, 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 no way no, no, no. Ronaldo Jamie, should stay. Do you agree? That's no, I, I disagree. I think he should stay. I think he should stay. Look, why? Ronaldo's got another. I think on his contract. Okay, why? Okay, I don't care what you say, but here's the thing. We, I'll be honest. Ronaldo, first of all, Ronaldo's won United bare fucking points. At the first half of the season, was Ronaldo good? He wasn't great. I'll be honest. But he gave them moments, yeah? At 37, he gave them moments, yeah? He wasn't great because when you watch with your own eyes, you see he wasn't great. To the latter stages, my God, like last couple, two months maybe, or something like that, he was balling. He was balling. And he still got you 18 goals. You can't look past that. 18 goals at 37 in the Premier League is ridiculous. He's still got your 18 goals. He's still got your goals in the Champions League. Match goals. He has to stay. Yeah. 
And you're looking at you're looking. Look, tell me now, as a striker, what striker is out there that can really fit United right now? There's, I don't know. Yeah, I think literally, if you're talking getting 18 goals in the Premier League, just look at the Premier League, uh, you know, table this year. You're looking at your Salas, your Canes. These are the guys that will get you those goals. There isn't anyone outside of the Premier League at the moment that is available that I think they can get to replicate those numbers. Ronaldo is the best striker that they could get. Kareem Benzema, maybe, but will he come to Man United? Never. The thing is, but the thing is, again, you're taking him out, and then you're gonna you're gonna bring in another 34, 30, 30 Exactly. There, there's and no then, one right now in the game that can I, get you those think, goals. Yeah, and I don't think Benzema comes prem and gets eighteen goals in that United team. I'll be honest with you. That's another thing. This United team is god awful. So yeah. a lot of the argument for Ronaldo also has been that once they got kicked out of the Champions League, which is when the latter stages of the season came about, which directly coincides with when his performance beyond yeah. the stats was really good <laughs> so one, it, it kind uh, of shows that yeah one game a week Ronaldo, Ronaldo yeah he's a 38 year old man man like he's going to be 38 years old yeah come on like My, play yeah, once yeah. So, a week so yeah United yeah okay I think Ronaldo stays up top and then you have to bring in either a young up and coming a backup striker definitely yeah or or you say no we will play Rashford on the wings, and then when when we can't play Rashford on the wings, we will put Ronaldo up top. We'll put Rashford up top. I think they need wingers as well, though, because I think Sancho shouldn't play. Throw on the some wing. names. Think, Throw some okay. names. This one, I mean, you're saying off, off the top of my head, I really can't think. But they've obviously been linked with Anthony. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched this guy, but people are saying he's good. So obviously, he can be one. Um, and then Sancho, I think shouldn't play on the wing. I think he should play more central. So I think up front they need like loads. I think they need like minimum like three transfers. For well, like I mean, Paul Pogba looks like he's going. I mean, they need they need transfers everywhere, brother. They need the goal. Yeah, this is what they I'm need, saying. They need to they do need what Arsenal back. have done. They, they need, need to strip back. the whole squad. They need, the, they need the right back. They need midfield. Yeah. They need everything. They literally need everything. They need to get rid of Mata, Matic. Uh, they need to get rid of a lot. They, they need to do a lot, man. They've got a whole haul. Yeah, they, I think that when you're talking rebuilds, Man United might be in one of the worst, worst uphill, yeah. yeah, climb kind of uh, rebuilds yeah. in, in world football. It's very yeah. difficult for them. Eric Ten Hag, I don't know, he must really believe in himself, or they threw the bag at him because I don't know why yeah. anyone would want to touch Man United at the moment. It's, if they a, spend, yeah, uh, if they spend three hundred million in one transfer, I won't be surprised. Yeah, no, but apparently he's only been given uh, one hundred and fifty as well, same as. Uh, same as yeah. Tottenham, so I don't know if who yeah. can you really. I mean, they need to the play in every position. I, th- I think I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get end up getting like a couple big names, maybe one. Two. Frankie, I think it looks like yeah. it's gonna happen, and that's maybe, a good transfer. Yeah. I think Frankie De Jong would be a good transfer for them. Yeah, and then yeah, and then they'll probably buy like a couple underground, like 15, 12 million. I don't know. Let's see. It's gonna be very interesting. United's project is the most exciting one currently. I'll say. Okay, so uh, Arsenal. Let's finish it off with Arsenal. Mm. Uh, as an Arsenal fan I'll say 100% we need a, a striker striker yeah. I'm looking at this guy called Skamaka I think is his name uh, is he an Italian for, guy yeah he plays for like Sassuolo something. Yeah. yeah he looks Again, like he, what we need is an aerial threat someone who can hold up the ball and who has a range of finishing on him and yeah. I think Arsenal for them to get a player like that that's basically Lewandowski right we're not getting Lewandowski so you need to try and scout a young player and hope that he hits that yeah. very quickly I think Skamak is at kind of the right age where he might be able to do it. Vlahovic would have been perfect for us, but we fucked yeah. that up royally. I think he's a, yeah, he's a baller. He's a baller. Yeah, Vlahovic would have been the good. perfect profile. So, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He's not doing well in uh, Juve. So, and that's we maybe fault. reignite it? 
That's not his fault though. That's Could we reignite that flame? Um, nah, you can't reignite that flame. Nah, no, it's a bit of a long, a long shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've been linked with Alvaro Morata. I'm going to tell you right now. I, is <laughs> that, that, that is the worst. That's a money laundering transfer right there. Wait, and that is the worst that, strike I've ever seen in my life. I, I saw one link uh, and I sent it to you anyway, but if, if I think that is Arteta out, yeah, For if Arteta gets him, out. his talent ID is ridiculous. And bear in For mind, me, since Arteta's out. got to Arsenal, he's only really brought defenders. He's not brought any strikers. Since he's come yeah. to Arsenal, he's not brought any strikers or wingers. Other than, I think, William, which was an absolute like tragedy. Yeah, that he's, so, he's lucky to get away with that one. Yeah, his talent ID for attacking players doesn't seem to be there. Like, we haven't actually seen it because who has yeah. he brought in as a striker? Yeah, that yeah. being said, Vlahovic was a good idea. So if yeah. that came from him, who knows, maybe. Um, but we yeah, need no. still another winger. Gabriel Jesus, I'm going to need that expeditiously. I'm going to need Gabriel Jesus yeah. to come because he can play striker as well. But again, would he come? I'm not sure. We need yeah, another so, midfielder. Mm. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan is available. Wait, let, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. I think they need, they need Gabriel Jesus, but yeah. as a backup striker, but a starting 11th winger. Yes. So, and then they need a striker as well. Again, I haven't watched the guy you mentioned, so I can't really comment, but I've seen clips of him and people saying how he's Same, good. I've only seen clips. I can't yeah. see him. So let's, assume, let's, see, let's, let's assume he's good. Like, let him, and then, uh, and then uh, Gabriel Jesus. And then at times, I think ESR can play on wing, right? He can, but I don't know. We've got to be realistic with Arsenal's yeah. budget as well. Realistically, if Arsenal had an unlimited budget, I'll say Jesus. That nah, guy do, you know that what? do you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Arsenal should have a very big budget because A, they've shown that they're willing to spend in the past few years and B, you've just gotten rid of Obama Yang who's on nearly 350k a week. You've cleared up yeah. loads of salaries. You've gotten rid of a lot of players. The whole point of that was so that you can transfer in a bunch of new fresh legs. Yeah. So, I actually think they can get both those players and I'll throw another name in there that Arsenal I think desperately needs for mm. the wing, Rafinha. Yeah, that's oh my God, how did I forget about him? Yeah, that's a proven that Premier guy, League I want him at City. I want him at City, bruv. I want yeah, him well, at I City. want him at Arsenal, in it, So, we're going to have to fight over I that want one. him at City. Um, he is a fucking baller. In my opinion, if Sterling goes, I won't be too mad. Only if they bring in someone like Rafinha. Fucking baller. That's another he, one. Again, anyone who's leaving um, City, City, I kind of got my eye for them for Arsenal. So, again, yeah. if Sterling's leaving, slap him a contract, innit? Yeah. I mean, that Raf- Rafinha will be great. That way he's an amazing thing. Because I think Gabriel he, Gabriel Martinelli, he's all right. He's good. I just don't think he's there yet, you know, in my opinion. Martinelli, he, he's had the bad luck of being a talented younger at a shit club. It's always yeah, a shame he, when that quite, happens. He, and he's quite injury prone as well. I think, yeah, I yeah. So I would say, I, I would say, I would say, I would say what would be nice. So obviously Saka keeps his, keeps his position. Yeah. And then you get in a new striker and then you have Gabriel Jesus. And mm. then when your striker goes out, injury or whatever, or, you know, you're in Europa League, right? Yeah, you are yeah in we're in Europa League, League next season. Yeah, so you need more squad depth. And then Jesus can maybe then go into strike. And then on your left wing, you can have Rafinha. Do you understand? I think Arsenal need, like, up top, they need two or three transfers. I, I think what Arsenal need more than anything are players who can play in multiple positions. Mm. Um, so that's why Jesus is really appealing to me because he can play pretty Jesus much anywhere nice. yeah, in the yeah. final third. But nice. Also, here's another player that I think Arsenal need to try and get, uh, Zinchenko. Because... Tierney is so yeah. goddamn injury prone. This season, yeah. if we had a cover for left back and right back, uh, we would have, I think, maybe even gotten top four. Yeah. We had to I'll keep tell you what. Cedric, yeah, which yeah, is I'll just a travesty, you. and Tavares. 
but but also what the good thing about Zinchenko is he can also play midfield. Yeah, yeah. I think City could let him go in terms of like they don't necessarily need him too much. And the reason why I say that is assuming Kukurea comes, you've got a left back there, and then you got let's say Cancelo plays that right back. If Kukurea gets injured, then Cancelo can definitely play left back and Walker comes in that right back. But and then we what is uh, Guardiola's ambitions? Does he because he's had this is the smallest squad he's had, I think, since he's come to City. Is his ambitions again to go for every domestic trophy? If it is, uh, I mean, I'll keep Zinchenko. There's no way I'll sell them to rivals. Yeah, if you're, if you're City, well, these players that I've mentioned, you wouldn't necessarily want to sell them to Arsenal because whether or not you take I think Arsenal Gabriel seriously, going, they're still, yeah. uh, you know, your ops, right? So yeah, I think I think I think Gabriel Jesus just going is is the right choice for City. Zinchenko going, I don't think it would be. I think he should stay. I think he's a great player. Um, but yes, um, um, Arsenal obviously. I think so Arsenal so needs- hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Saliba, what do you think about Saliba? How should Arsenal handle Saliba? That guy's a donut, man. I'll take that for this one. I think Saliba should come back. I think, I think um, he will definitely fight for his position because I think Ben White and Fink should keep their position, Gabio. But when think I mean, about keep- how many matches I- we had to play holding, holding got a red card yeah. in the North London derby. In the matches where holding played. Could we not have played, uh, you know, Saliba? And would he not have been no, better? Saliba, he just won. He just won no, Young yeah, Player yeah, of the Year, yeah, I believe, right? The only reason I'm saying Saliba uh, would would fight for his position is because he came from a different league and he doesn't know the system too well. At Arsenal, he should. They should bring him back with the idea of you're gonna be starting eleven. We're just gonna take you into that process, uh, bit time by time. We're gonna. Who does he replace? Ben White. ben White got brought in for fifty million. So does it have to be Gabriel? No, nah, man. But Gabriel's better than Ben White. Hmm. I'll I'll play Gabriel and uh and Saliba. I don't know what foot they use, but um I'll play Gabriel and Saliba. And then Ben White will hold bench with holding. And then when Ben White has come on, Ben White will come on. Okay. Because well, listen, Arsenal. Uh, let Arsenal... me let me let me ask you about a specific player in terms of transfers, and this can be to any team. Yeah. Uh so Kante has been linked with a move to Man United, and apparently Ten Hag is interested. Would you would you say that that's a good move for Kante or would he, a move to like an Arsenal make more mm. sense? Or should he go I th- abroad? I think Kante is kind of... Mm, is it a good transfer for United? It's not a horrible transfer, but it's not the best transfer because he's an aging player. You know, it's one of those yeah. ones. Kante is still Kante. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Arsenal... Would it, I think it would be better for him to... I don't know, either already, in my opinion. I think either I think or. he should go abroad. Um, but the yeah, reason I think why I'm not the, too yeah. sure about Arsenal is because as much as I like him and I like Gundogan and these players, they're older players and Arsenal's recent transfer policy has been we aren't getting anyone over the age of 30. Yeah. We're trying to get young yeah. players in and grow them together as a group. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. I mean, what about a player like, for example, again, I would not throw another player out there, yeah. like a Madison. He's oh, been yeah. stuck in Leicester for a while. He's done mm. well again another season. Does he get a move out? And if so, where to? Yeah. I mean, the problem is it's a shame, isn't it? Because the problem, the only reason I think Madison's better than Odegaard. But the only reason I think, I think he's close. I, I don't yeah, know. I, sometimes I, mean, I think Odegaard's better. Sometimes yeah. I think Madison's better. I just think the only reason why Madison's there is because he's English and his price tag is too much. And who can really, who's really going to go for him like that? See, uh, Man United? United, I mean, that, yeah, you know what? I don't think it'll be bad, you know. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. United, even at Liverpool. I mean, they need better midfielders. Yeah, 
Yeah, mm. I mean that's not bad either. I think there is a place for him there in one of the top four yeah, five teams, but yeah. it's just who can pay that price tag. I think. It, yeah. Yeah, like you said, previously attempts have been made, but they've always asked for like eighty or, million, which or, you're just not going to give. This might seem like a backward step, but also maybe not a backward step. How about Newcastle? I mean, why not? I just think Newcastle's a sleeping giant. They've got more money than anyone. Yeah, yeah. The only problem, the only thing Madison will look at that is he'll know like that's a project. I probably wouldn't win anything just yet. I'll be really old if I do. Maybe he wants to go into something that's established. I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. But I think I think you know, yeah. Like I think those clubs you mentioned, United, Arsenal, maybe Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's options. He won't go abroad for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a good one. Though. It's a good one to ask. Okay, well, now that we've done all of that transfer stuff as well, let's just do our final predictions for the Champions League final today. Um, we're going to obviously come back on afterwards. It'll be me and Steve and we'll give our reaction to the final. Uh, what do you think the result is going to be? I think it's going to be 3-1 to Liverpool. And I think it's going to be a relatively easy game for, for Liverpool as well. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Real Madrid have been resting for like flipping four weeks now. So I'll tell you that because uh, they won this, they wrapped the title up time ago. Yeah. This is the problem. Now, I've got a conspiracy theory. The reason why teams like PSG and City haven't won the league, not because they're shit, it's just because they don't have heritage, as Jose Mourinho would like to say. Madrid mm. cash in their heritage. You know, uh, money in the bank. They got that money in the bank heritage and they just run with it. Who's got a stronger heritage? Madrid. They definitely have a stronger heritage. But who's got revenge on their mind? Liverpool. Who's got the better team? Liverpool. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it can go either way. I mean, I'm not saying 3-1 I mean, and it's yeah, going to be yeah. easy for no reason. In terms, I mean, of, in terms of when you look on paper, who should win? Liverpool should win in terms of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, if Tony Cruz is starting, it's going to be a long day for Madrid, I think. They need to play Camavinga because that brother got no legs. Um, I think, I think, you know what? I really can't make my mind up because I, I say in one moment in my head is a Liverpool badge and then immediately Real Madrid comes to my mind. I think, it's, I think it's going to be a tough game. I don't think it's going to be as easy as you said. Um, but I think Liverpool, I think they would... If Liverpool come out this season with just the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, I think they will be devastated and it will be like a quick turnaround from great to horrible league or horrible, mm. horrible uh, season. So I think Liverpool are going to press for this in so many violent ways. I think they might take it as well. But I don't think yeah, it's going to be Give me easy. a score though. Give me a score prediction. Uh... I don't know, 2-1. I'll say 2-1, Liverpool gone. Yeah, I'm saying 3-1, Liverpool. I think, I think and Benzema, my, my logical brain says... You think Benzema gets a goal? Yeah? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think so. I think my logical brain says it's a 3-1 win to Liverpool and it's a relatively easy one. But let me give an alternate scoreline. I think it could also be like a 1-0 to, to Real Madrid with a Benzema penalty or something like that. I think what um, will be important in that game would be... Yeah. The midfield uh, would be very important, yeah. and then what? Uh, and I think uh, the Trent Alexander, the Arnold side with Vinicius, because I think Vinicius might cook him. 
So I think that's where you want to watch, out, watch out for. This is the thing. So okay, yeah. so if if Liverpool win it, mm. who gets the Ballon d'Or this season? Um, you know what it is. If Salah had like three weeks of bad football, you'd have said fair enough. Problem is he had ten weeks. Yeah, and then we are very football is very recency biased. We got to remember what he done in like the first half of the season. Yeah, like he was killing it. Obviously, top top goal scorer and top assister. Um, didn't win the prem. He didn't I win the prem. Get, he lost yeah. the Afcon final. Cup, yeah. He couldn't qualify for the World Cup. And yeah. on the other hand, you got Manny, who did win the Afcon, did qualify for the World Cup. Has played in a Champions League final and in this scenario, he's won it as well. Could manage, I think, pick Salah I, I, think it? I think even if Liverpool win it, I think the person who's going to win the Ballon d'Or is Benzema. In a just world, in a world of common sense, Benzema would win the Ballon d'Or. I'm just worried that, like you said, recency bias. If Liverpool win the Champions League, there could be a, a Ballon d'Or in there for a Liverpool player, and at that point, it will be just a matter of is it Mane or is it Salah. I think on a personal level, I think Salah I think, has done better. But if you talk about the accolades and stuff, man, you know what you got. You know what you got to think. You got to think to yourself: Why in the Why do I wake up and why do I say Benzema is going to win it? Why do I say Salah is going to win it? And then why is money in the back of my head? It's just the media. The media mm. has more attention on those two players. So mm. I think if anyone in Liverpool going to win it, it would probably be Salah, because yeah. you can't help but think you can't help but think about Salah's previous performances in the other seasons. I know only the Ballon d'Or for just this season. But you can't help but think of what he's done the other seasons. Yeah, so that if bias he does win it, carry him over the line. Yeah, if he does win it, it won't be unjust if Salah wins it because you can say it was unjust for him not to win it in the other years. Yeah, uh, but um, I, I think, think I think Benzema should win. Like he's the one who deserves it. But I like I said, yeah. I think if Liverpool win the Champions League, it's going to be between Liverpool, uh, one of the Liverpool players, uh, most yeah, likely I, Salah. I think Benzema would win it. Um, mm. I think Benzema would win it because best Champions League run um, this season is his. Uh, wrapped up the title, which is, this is what I mean, the La Liga just forget, like, him winning the La Liga is not that, like, wow. Do you get me? Because, like, maybe that's because we're in Britain, though. Maybe internationally they might appreciate that. No, nah, but, nah, it, it, oh, 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 I'm not, them man, yeah, but, like, really and truly, let's be honest, like, a Barcelona with no Messi, they were horrible with Messi as well at times. Mm. Atletico Madrid, just horrible, you know. Villarreal is the only one that probably... I mean, Sevilla had... Um, I forgot the manager's name. The Sevilla were good. I mean, it's just a very weak in La Liga competition, you know. It's not like the old times. But you yeah. can't you can't not see what he done in the Champions League. And um, yeah, I think it'll be Benzema. I think it'll be Benzema. I think Benzema will win it. Right, just, just to wrap it up, wrap up the yeah. key points. Yeah. We think that Real Madrid are going to lose the Champions League final. It's probably going to be either a 3 1 or 2 1 win to Liverpool. Benzema will get on the score sheet. And yeah, yeah we think the Ballon d'Or winner should be Benzema and probably will be. Yeah. So that's how we're wrapping it up. When yeah. in literally five seconds, we're going to like fast forward to the future. And me and Steve are going to be right back here to, talking about our reaction to the Champions League final. I may be there, who knows? I may I may be there, who knows? You may be there. Okay, Steve may may also be there. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, thank you for listening to this first bit of the podcast, guys. We'll catch up with you in just a moment. We're now in the future. Um, 
Aaron, what, what did you think of yesterday's shenanigans? Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but, uh, Madrid won the Champions League um, in a quite, I wouldn't say an epic final, but it was full attention. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I think both teams played their game like perfectly to what they, they play their strengths to, if that makes sense. Um, but in the end, I do feel like Liverpool was let down by individuals, you know, not we're going to mention the names. I believe Salah didn't wake up that game. Do you know what I mean? Salah's been asleep since December, brother. Yeah. It's sad to see. Because he was, for me, he was like one of the top runners for Ballon d'Or. Um, and really, this was his season to win it. But he slipped up after the whole AFCON situation, you know, losing that. And, and then furthermore, losing to the World Cup qualifiers by the same team. I think this absolutely destroyed his confidence. And uh, he wasn't able to shine yesterday. Um but yeah, no, props to Madrid though, because they played... I felt like although Liverpool got more chances, Madrid chances were more like like cutting edge. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, they yeah. felt more real than the Liverpool chances. I mean, let's be honest, uh, the Liverpool side is a better side than the Real Madrid side. So Real mm. Madrid to be able to beat them, to beat City, to beat PSG, to beat Chelsea. Wait, did it's they crazy. beat PSG? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they did. Know, they've, They've uh, they've really beat taken the hardest route to the final. Mm. This is probably the best performance you'll see in any Champions League by an individual player in what you saw with Benzema and how he got them to the final. Mm. In the final, but- their game plan just worked against Liverpool because Liverpool's players didn't step up. Um, you know, they have the talent required to finish games off, they have the experience required to finish games off. So, you know, I think it was it was a well-executed plan from uh Carlo Ancelotti. Hmm. Did Ancelotti need to raise any eyebrows that game? I don't think so. I you think know what? I a... think I think uh, although Liverpool had the ball, like you said, a lot of their players didn't step up when it was required, hmm. especially um, Salah. Especially, I mean, Luis Diaz, we were singing his praise during the podcast, but uh, he was very poor as well, I thought. Um, hmm. Yeah, Mane was not really there. I mean, he had a few moments here and there, but he wasn't really there either. Uh, Jota came on and he was literally just playing like the hell ball, haram ball. It was terrible. Firmino came on and he just didn't look serious. Van Dijk, Virgil van Delegate, he was terrible for the goal as well. I mean, he he has a thing where he steps off of players a lot. Um, mm. And he stepped off of Fede Valverde, who I think is a very underrated midfielder. Um, he's a box-to-box. He was playing right wing. I mean, it's insane. And mm. uh, yeah, that led to the goal. I think uh, ultimately the undoing of Liverpool was Trent Alexander-Arnold because he's so bad defensively. Vinicius just, you could tell Vinicius was not taking man seriously at all. They were doubling up on that side to try and stop Vinicius the whole game. Um, A lot of energy was going to try and stop Vinicius from making Trent look like a fool. And in the end, he did because he scored the goal. Um, Trent was caught sleeping, played uh, Vinicius onside. There was a controversial offside goal that I think actually was onside. But I guess yeah, so there's look, a lot of new rules now. I'm not sure how it works. But. Let's go into it. So, like, th- yeah, there was a goal very early on, and um, it was a Madrid goal. But um, I was trying to break down the rules and understand it. And to be honest, I got myself tied in or not. So here's a scenario. Um, I believe that it's so. If there's a, if you're behind the goalkeeper, you need you need to be in front of two defenders, right? Otherwise, it's offside. This is the first rule. 
Yeah, so one of the defenders acts as the goalkeeper and the other one has to act as the last defender. So he was so player. in that sense, Benzema was offside. Right. Was he offside? Because he was in front of the second to last defender. No, so his his uh, back foot was offside. Virgil van Dijk was the last defender. So he right. was ahead of Robertson, but he was behind Virgil van Dijk. But that's not where the controversy is anyway. No. So so, so the reason why there's... Um, so, so the final ball was basically a kind of a weird tackle, which could have been number one a pen. Uh, but overlooking that, I think the rule is if it bounces off a Liverpool player instead of a Madrid player, it counts as... Um, it, do, it, it doesn't play the Benzema offside, right? It, yeah, so it's confusing. It's a, what, what's important to understand is it's, it's offside if it was an uh, unintentional deflection off of the Liverpool player. But it's onside if the player actively tried to play the ball and accidentally passed it back to Benzema. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when they say intentional and unintentional, it's quite interesting because no one's intentionally going to pass the ball to the opposition anyway. Yeah. So first of all, that's a weird rule. I don't understand why they've used that word specifically. But beyond that, basically, in my opinion, what happened was Kanate touched the ball. Mm-hmm. And then Fabinho made an active effort to try and clear the ball from the danger area, at which point it landed at Benzema's feet. That's why I think it's onside. But I've seen mm. people say, no, it's a deflection. It was unintentional. It was this, it was that. So it's on. So it's offside. Now, regardless of what, at the end of the day, football gods came in clutch. Karma played itself well. And the side that ultimately deserved to win won it. But I just think like it took about five minutes of VAR looking at it. And then even then they weren't sure. If the rule is clear cut, then they should know what the what the thing was. It shouldn't have taken five minutes. But I just feel like they freestyle these things in these high intensity moments. And yeah, they just, yeah, they just call up random rules that they had in there that they've never used before to try and justify their decisions, which I just don't understand. Mm, no, no, I, I do agree with that. Um, but would that have given Liverpool more time to get into the game? Or do you think that it would have killed the game even earlier? I'll be honest, like the way Liverpool have played in the last few finals, they're very toothless when it comes to finals. Because mm. uh, this was a criticism of Klopp in the past as well, where they were talking about how, you know, he gets his teams to finals, but I think he's got a very abysmal record in the actual final. Um, right. In the FA Cup final, he didn't score, won it on uh, penalties. Same thing with the Carling Cup as well. The Champions League final that he won against Tottenham, I mean, it was a very defensive game. They got a penalty and a and a counter-attack goal from Origi to win it. So, I mean, he's not he's not necessarily got the best finals records. And mm. the, this Liverpool side, although they, in my opinion, have the better squad, for sure, yeah. um, they they were very toothless. And I just, at no point did I actually think that they were going to win it. Obviously, Courtois mm. had a monster class performance as well. Let's not overlook that. But I just don't think that Liverpool done enough to really challenge this Real Madrid side. Mm. No, I totally agree. And I think it showed in the end. Um, but moving on to the next question, who's getting Ballon d'Or? It has to be Ben. I mean, well, yeah, we said if, if Real Madrid win the win the Champions League, it has to be Benzema. I mean, it, like I said, he had one of the probably best uh, Champions League runs ever this season. On top of that, he helped his team win the league. I think he's got like 40 goals this season. Yep. So, I mean, you can't really, you can't give it to anyone else. When and Ronaldo and Messi don't, yeah. yeah, I mean, when Ronaldo and Messi don't step up, he's the guy. Hmm. I mean, for, for me, it's the story as well of him, you know, being left out of the France group, you know, the comeback, the comeback into international football, the comeback into basically being the leader for Real Madrid. 
Um, but there is an argument that the goalkeeper, uh, the Real Madrid goalkeeper, can get the Ballon d'Or, which I don't like, to be honest. Yes, he mm, played. The I think I think that's a that's a recency bias thing where mm. he, you know, yes, Courtois has been great this season, but you know, I think everyone's really going to point to the Champions League final and say that's the reason why he should get the Ballon d'Or. But yeah, I think you know, leading up to the Champions League final, the stuff that Benzema done was incredible, and I think because of that, he he should be like if you look at the whole season rather than individual matches, I think Benzema's yep. been been the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a shout for uh, Mo Salah, but I feel like his one wasn't like a, a small loss of form. He literally has not been playing well for since December. He has yep. been bad for a long time. So if he had managed to at least keep some semblance of his form in the second half of the season, I think he would have been in with a real shout to win. But um, no, nah, I just don't think he, he warrants it at the moment. And, and I think with Ballon d'Or, they really look at the cups that you've won as well. So... Um, yeah, and uh, when you consider that he he botched the Afcon final, he botched the, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, like really, really, let's be honest, um, he botched the Premier League for for Liverpool as well because when they mm. were playing against Tottenham, he was playing very selfish. It was one of the worst individual performances I've seen from a player. Uh, that game, they, he could have at least gotten another two assists, three assists if he had just passed it in key moments, but he kept acting selfish and trying to take shots himself. Mm. And ultimately, if they had won that game, they could have been champions. So, mm. you know, it's just one of those, isn't it? It's, it he, he, he's in the latter end of the, the season, his decision-making, his uh, play, his goal numbers, all of that has rapidly declined. Um, and as I said, I think in the main pod with Rohat, um, you know, I think Liverpool is going to go on a downward trajectory from now on. I don't That's, see them yeah. getting better. I see them getting worse. And I think that really it's going to be either Tottenham or Man United really trying to fight off this Man City pep side. Um, mm. Mane's now announced that he's leaving Liverpool as well. Like it's official, official now. He said he's leaving. Um, I reckon he's going to go to Bayern Munich. Maybe, right. maybe Liverpool going for Gnabry. Who knows? But Ooh. I just don't think that in the long term this Liverpool side are going to be able to maintain what they have. I mean, you've got aging players in Fabinho, in Henderson, uh, who just isn't good anyway. Uh, you've got Thiago, who can't seem to finish a full full season, you know, playing most of the games. Yeah. Naby Keita, what an awful cameo from him as well. That <laughs> shot was horrendous. Naby Keita, yeah. he's, just, he's just not that guy. Um, you know, Firmino's aging. Jota is a horrible footballer. He's Bruno Fernandes up front. Um you know, who else? I mean, who who do they really have? Trent is no. a defensive liability. Yes, he adds a lot to the team going forward. Van Dijk, he's about, what, 30 years old now? Doesn't mean yeah, that he's yeah. finished, but, you know, he's getting we're, there. Yeah. we're seeing that he's not the same Van Dijk that he was a couple years ago. Kanate, they've got a gem in that one. Alisson, yeah, he can still keep going. Robertson, who knows? Maybe he'll be able to keep up his form. But of the whole first 11, I've maybe listed three or four players that I think can actually carry on at the same level. Um, mm. I think Salah will leave too. Like he just doesn't look the same player. He just doesn't look happy. Um, and I think his wage demands are too high for what he's producing at the moment. I don't know if Liverpool will re-sign him. And I think it'll be a mistake if they do. Uh, so, yeah, I just... Unless they do a complete overhaul, which I don't know if they will do, it it, it doesn't look good for, uh, for Liverpool. And Klopp re-signed the contract. So maybe they did promise him some transfers as a return for him signing the contract but I, I just it looks bleak for, for Liverpool from where I stand 
I think in maybe not next season, but uh, the season after, we're going to see the downfall. Uh, unless they make some major transfers um, for big young players. Um, you know, there have been the rumours about Saka, etc. But it's, yeah, it's, they're, they're getting old. Uh, Mane's gone. Salah is he's this still might celebrating seem like Christmas. a co- controversial take, but I actually think yeah. in the long term, Arsenal's project is better than Liverpool's. Mm. Well, it depends on the backing, though. That's I think that's the issue. Will I think I think Arsenal in the long term, with the squad that we have at the moment, with a bunch of young players um, and the trajectory of their career, like all of these players are nowhere near their prime, no. and they and they've just about missed top four. So I think if if we keep these players for the next two, three years and we add on to that team, mm. the add-on part is important. I'll preface that. I actually think that Liverpool will be further down the table than Arsenal in, in about three, four years. Mm. I know it's a controversial take, but I'll put it out there. No, no, I, I can see it. I can see it happening because we have a good core of potential. But to activate the potential, you need to build around that. It, for me, it's, it's the fear of will the club actually build around you know, the potential and... Uh, we've seen in the past uh, that hasn't really happened, so I don't yeah, have much track faith. Track record in, says no. Yeah, exactly. I don't have much faith in the in the board and in their decision making. But let's see. I mean, I, I hope so. Um, yeah. But okay, maybe since we've had quite a long pod, and we'll come to maybe a more final question. Do you think Liverpool has had a good season? Is this a successful season, or has this been a failure? Oh, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, if you look at how close they were to having a quadruple, some may feel that it's a, it's an unsuccessful season. Mm. Uh, but really, if you actually step out of it and you just look at the facts, which is this club has played every single game available to them. They've chased down the Premier League till the last day um, and they've managed to get to a Champions League final. You know, if you it, as disappointing, it's a disappointing ending to the season. But you mm-hmm. can't say that that's a bad season for a club. Mm. You know, it shows that they're one of the top clubs in the world if they're able to get to a Champions League fight. Like, they were literally on the cusp of a quadruple. That's a good squad. That's a good team. But it's a disappointing result. It's disappointing, but I don't necessarily think it's it's too bad, if that makes but, sense. But, but, like, getting to the final, winning the final, it's all about winning. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, if you're looking at the trophies, it's not good. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's it's whatever. But if you're just if like I'm looking at this as an Arsenal fan, because mm. we're so far away from ever achieving that sort of thing at the mm. moment, I'm just like, oh, that's actually a decent season. But if you're looking at it as a Liverpool fan and you know what your squad is capable of, and you look at how they've botched it in the last what two three weeks of the season, you're obviously going to feel like it's a horrible season. Yeah, yeah. But I know there's a lot of clubs that would kill to just get the two uh, domestic trophies. But I guess Liverpool's level is above that now. Mm-hmm. which in itself is a credit to the way the club has turned it around from the days of uh, John Joe Shelby in midfield. Okay, let me ask you, who's had a better season, Liverpool or City? I think they've both underperformed, but I would say that probably City because they've won the Prem. But mm, I don't know. I think Because I realistically, think City yeah, was yeah. the favourite going in against Real Madrid. But, but so what? They lost. That's and, what I'm saying. So, but they Madrid lost. Plays. So that's that's yeah. the that's the problem, right? Like if you're because you're talking about expectation, the same reason why you would you would say that Liverpool's season was bad is the same reason why you would say City's season is bad. I think like, City were expected to win the Prem. Mm. Um, but they, and but they, 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 they won it. it by the skin of their teeth. Like they did. That's what I'm win saying. The prem, they just like, about yeah. won it, but they were expected to win this uh, the Prem. They won that. Mm. They were expected to at least match last season's uh, record in the Champions League. 
and they couldn't. But it's a knockout competition, so I hear that argument as well. You know, you never know what's going to happen. I think City had the better season in comparison to Liverpool, but if you're looking at it as a City fan, mm. I don't know if you can really say, oh, yeah, you know, this is, this is uh, I'm content with this. Mm. I think I as a know. City fan, you would, want, you would want your team to win the Champions League now. It's been what... The, five seasons since Pep got there, maybe what four or five seasons since he's been here. Yep. And, you know, he was brought in with the direct, that, you know, yeah. plan of this guy is going to win us a Champions League. And they've been falling short every year. Now they've had a lot of bad luck, which you can't really blame blame it on Pep. But if you're a City fan, you are going to feel a bit, you know, you know, outdone by this. You're going to feel a bit mm. like, oh shit, man, we should have really, you know, we should have really won something there. Um uh- I don't know. I don't personally, know. personally, I see it as you know, Liverpool had almost just as good of a season as City in the Prem. Okay, they didn't win the Prem, but pretty much the performance was was close. And bear in mind the amount of money they spent, etc. Liverpool went into every final this year. You know, I, I I don't know. Like the only thing that City can say is the Premiership. You know, we won the Prem, but everything else has been really close. Well, I mean, the Prem was really close. So was their performance actually better? And then in the end of the day, you know, Liverpool went further in all cup competitions. I would say yeah. Liverpool had a better season personally. But um, Yeah, I mean, I could I could argue for either side. You know, I mean, mm. I, I could argue for either side. I think ultimately both the team's fans are going to mm. feel like this was a missed opportunity this season. Yeah. Because I think they will both feel that they could have won the Champions League. Liverpool fans will feel like they could have won the Prem. Yeah. Uh, City fans will feel like, you know, we could have at least picked up a couple other cups if we're not going to win the champs and whatnot. So I think both both uh, set of fans, you know, a little part of them will be quite disappointed. I think Liverpool fans will be more disappointed than City fans. But um, yeah, as I said, any other club having this sort of season, they would feel like, you know what, our team done well, man. But mm. Liverpool and City, they've set the standard so high that this, I think for both of them would feel like a failure. Okay. Final question. I know I've said this five times. Okay. <laughs> is Pep's season, next season, the, his last season? Do you think he'll be able to survive if he doesn't get champs again? I mean, I think he will just because um, City have never won the champs before. Do I think that, mm. if, for example, if Pep had gone to Real Madrid, okay, and if he had just won league titles for them and had not won any Champions Leagues at all, mm-hmm. would he have managed to stay? Um, I don't think so. Because mm. in the time that Pep has been at City, Real Madrid have won, um, I believe it's in the, around the same time frame. Or well, actually, yeah. no, let me put it this way. Since Pep has left Barcelona, Real Madrid have won, uh, I think it's five Champions Leagues. Right, right. So I think in the last eight years, Real Madrid have won five Champions Leagues. Now, if let's say in that time span, Pep was in Real Madrid and he hadn't won a single Champions League, would he have been you know, kept in the job just because he plays beautiful football and, uh, you know, um, mm. wins them league titles. I don't think he would have because the standard that Real Madrid is, you have to win us a, a Champions League once every three years. Now, that's, that's you know, the bare minimum is their expectation. But City have never won a Champions League. City have never been relevant in Europe. So the fact that he's made them relevant in the Premier League at the moment is enough. I don't know at what point they're going to be like, look, we brought you in. We've spent the same amount as a, you know, a small European country's military budget just on your defence. We expect you to win a Champions League. Now, I don't know at what point the City mm. owners say that. Also, you've got to look at who, who would be coming instead of Pep if they yeah. were to get rid of him. Good point. Ancelotti? 
I mean, I've always said that I, I really respect Ancelotti. I think he's a great manager. And it, what's good about Ancelotti is you just give him a group of players and he, he will just be like, okay, I'll, I'll make do with what I have. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if somebody else had come into this Real Madrid side, they might have been like, oh, you know, they might have made excuses, been like, oh, what, you want me to play Fede Valverde, a centre mid in right wing? Do you know what I mean? Oh, you want me mm. to play Rodrigo, who's on, you know, unproven. You want me to do, oh, you know, Casemiro's old, Modric is old, blah, blah. They would have made a lot of excuses. He didn't. He won the league. He won the Champions League. He done what he needs to do. But could he do that at um, Man City? I mean, why not? Maybe he could. But then would he go to Man City now? Maybe he would. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know who they would bring in that would be able to do what Pep's done, plus win them a Champions League. Mm. Unless they bring in a manager specifically for the Champions League and just bin off the, the Premier League. The thing with the Premier League is it's such a hard league to win that you need mm. to your players to give it their all the whole season. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, yeah, when that does happen, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what names are going to be thrown around. Will Zidane return um, if he doesn't get that French job, the France job, which we all know he's waiting for. Um, so, yeah, when that all falls out, and I think that will happen once he loses Prem. Um, if he loses a Prem and he wins nothing in a season, that's when it's time to go. Uh, but until then, he'll stay. Uh, they'll have faith in him. At the end of the day, it's Pep Guardiola. Like, there's not much else you can go up from uh, yeah. as a manager. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think in terms of managers, the only manager who can actually chat to him tactically is Klopp. And given yeah. that Klopp isn't going to go to City, I mean, he's just signed a contract with Liverpool, but even beyond that, he just wouldn't go to City. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's just, it's, it's, it's a really weird, like, I just, my brain can't comprehend how this guy has not won a Champions League in the past decade after what he done with Barcelona and how his teams have played football since he's left. Uh, Barcelona. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. he's it's always weird. had very, he's always gone to the best team in every league, outspent every other manager in every league that he's in, played the best football in comparison to every other manager that he's been with. And yet he still hasn't won a Champions League. It's very strange. I don't know what you do with a manager like Pep. Mm. And, uh, and here's another criticism of Pep. I love to hate on Pep. I'm going to be honest with you. Here's another love criticism it. of Pep. He, he overthinks in the biggest moments. The Champions League, whether or not you agree or disagree with it, I know a lot of English fans will be like, oh, no, the Premier League is harder to win. It might be, but the Champions League is the bigger occasion. And on every single... Yeah, it's more prestigious. And every single time he's had a genuine opportunity at maybe winning the Champions League, he's done something weird. He's done something Mm. so stupid. He overthought it. I mean, he played in the Champions League final without a CDM. (laughs) Like, I don't know what his his thought process was when he, he had a CDM get him to the final. Like, he didn't play Ilkay Gundogan in the Champions League final, but Ilkay was having an all-timer season that season. Yeah, yeah. So I don't that really know weird, what yeah. his full process is. Like, he always does something weird and he ends up throwing the game every single time. So it's this mental block that Pep has and I just don't know what you do with a manager like that. And maybe my last comment on Pep before we end this, uh, he's also deficient in his hair. And we all know this is a, a major disease around the world. And let's hope he I wish him the best, this. man. I hope he recovers. Wish someday. him the best. Yeah, yeah. As uh, Jose said, a man who enjoys football will not lose his hair. So, you know, I, I just think he's falling out of love with the game. But yeah, there we go. There we, there we go. And so, yeah, that's that's it. So, hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, football episode um, and the Champions League final. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And enjoy, but enjoy your summer break. This kind of marks the end of the season and the end of football. And hopefully, it'll pick up again next year uh, with the World Cup. Of course, we'll cover that as well. But um, yeah, we'll see you next week.
Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? That was bloody brilliant.